I'm Anthony Steves, and this is Based on a True Journey. The following contains excerpts from the article titled Masood and O'Neill, The Men Who Tried. On September 11th, 2001, I was 2,854 miles due west of the World Trade Center in the countryside of the small city of Lodi, California. It was approaching 6 a.m. I was dressed and ready to head out the door to pick up Melissa on our way to San Joaquin Delta College in Stockton. I exited my room and noticed my dad with his eyes glued to the television. The screen showed the Twin Towers with dark smoke coming out of the North Tower. My dad told me that they had said in the broadcast that a plane had struck the building. I had never been to New York, but my father had spent time there. He even had a picture taken of himself at the very top of the World Trade Center. I thought of that picture as I looked at my father. I turned my head back to the television just as a second plane came into view. Seconds later, we watched in horror as the plane struck the building, creating an explosion I had only ever seen in a Hollywood action film. But this was no Hollywood action film. This was really happening. I don't know why, but my body and brain felt that going to school was the only thing to do. I picked up Melissa, and we headed to Delta. My car radio dialed in to the Sacramento Popular Rock Station. Rob Williams, host of the popular morning show we listen to every morning, had been documenting the latest events occurring in New York City and Washington, D.C. I know we arrived at school safely, but my brain does not recall how we got there. All I could think of was the hell those people on the East Coast were experiencing. I attended my classes, but could not tell you exactly what was said. In between classes, we went to the library where a television and projector had been set up showing the news. We sat down in time to watch as the towers crumbled to the ground. It would take me about two to three years to actually know about the history behind the events of the 9-11 plot. Through all the information I read, there were two names that stood out. Two men who did everything they could to warn the world. Two men who were completely opposite, but with the same purpose. Two names belonging to a Muslim jihadi from northeastern Afghanistan and an Irish Catholic FBI agent from New Jersey. Those two names were Ahmad Shah Massoud and John P. O'Neill. Ahmad Shah Massoud was a student of engineering at Polytechnical University of Kabul, but it was his role as an insurgent leader against the Soviet occupation that would earn him the nickname the Lion of Panjshir. He led the Mujahideen in battles against the Soviets throughout the 80s. However, when the fighting was done and the Afghan people claimed victory, it would be another Sunni Muslim who would take the credit. His name was Osama bin Laden. The two did not see eye to eye. Massoud did not agree with the radicalized extreme form of Islam bin Laden promoted. The Mujahideen splintered, half leaving and joining Osama bin Laden, and the remaining half supporting Massoud. 
John P. O'Neill was a special agent for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. In 1995, he was involved in the arrest of Ramzi Youssef, the leader of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. It was after the capture that O'Neill began to intensely study the roots of the 93 plot. It was through his tireless investigation that O'Neill eventually learned of the organization known as Al-Qaeda and its leader, Osama bin Laden. He connected the 1996 Kobar Towers bombings in Saudi Arabia and the 2000 USS Cole bombing in Yemen to bin Laden and his terrorist organization. Both Massoud and O'Neill did everything they could to warn the world of the threat that Al-Qaeda possesses. When the Taliban took control of Afghanistan in the 1990s, the door was opened for Al-Qaeda to enter the country. Massoud and his united front, also known as the Northern Alliance, stood strong against them, creating what would be the Afghan Civil War, a line in the sand between moderate and radical Islam. Massoud had created a partnership with a small number of CIA operatives, seeking their assistance in locating bin Laden and assassinating him. However, every moment they acquired an open shot at bin Laden, the administration in the U.S. would not allow them to take the shot. After multiple attempts being denied, the CIA operatives were eventually pulled out of Afghanistan, leaving Massoud and his men alone to fight the war. Massoud would go to the UN, warning the West of the threat Al-Qaeda possessed. Yet, no response. On the US front, O'Neill did not make many friends in his constant pushes for capturing bin Laden and disrupting Al-Qaeda. Due to extenuating circumstances in his personal life and having angered so many that the idea of removing him was strongly considered, O'Neill retired from the Bureau in 2001. That same year, he accepted a position as head of security in New York City at the World Trade Center. O'Neill began working at the World Trade Center on August 23, 2001. He had met up with his friend Chris Isham in late August, and the two talked about his job. Isham had joked, at least they're not going to try to bomb it again. O'Neill responded, they'll probably try to finish the job. On September 9th, 2001, Ahmad Shah Massoud had accepted to be interviewed by a local news organization regarding his stance against the Taliban and his past warnings of the threat of Al-Qaeda to the world. However, the men who had arrived at Massoud's camp were not reporters. They were Al-Qaeda operatives. The camera they had was rigged with a bomb. As the interview started, the men ignited the bomb, killing themselves and the Afghan hero. It was on this date that the Lion of Panjshir was assassinated. Massoud became the first victim of the Al-Qaeda 9-11 plot. Osama bin Laden had just murdered his prime rival in Afghanistan. Ahmad Shah Massoud was 48. O'Neill was inside the World Trade Center when the plane struck that morning. He was last seen on the 49th floor, coordinating evacuation efforts before the towers collapsed. His remains were recovered on Friday, September 21st, 2001. John O'Neill was 49. 
All these years later, I am not the same man that I was back in 2001. Aside from marrying Melissa, the love of my life, and having two boys with her, I had become a student of history, learning as much as possible about the events of our past. 9-11 has become a prime subject of mine. I spend every year, every early September, watching as many documentaries I can get my hands on. I read more about the Middle East than I have ever imagined I would. Moreover, I have become infatuated with the heroism of Ahmad Shah Massoud and the investigations of John P. O'Neill. These two men, separated by 19 months and the Atlantic Ocean, were both in the same path. They tried to warn the world of the threats of Al-Qaeda. Even when the world was not listening, they kept fighting. They kept pursuing. They never stopped because they knew in their hearts that they would rather die fighting than allow an easy path for those that wish to do harm. So this year, as we remember these innocents who were taken from us all those years ago, also remember those that did everything they could to warn us. May the sacrifices of Massoud and O'Neill remind us to not take our freedom and democracy so lightly. May it remind us that while we may be of completely different backgrounds, we can still find commonality in our pursuit of what is right. And may we always remember that evil only needs good men to do nothing for it to succeed. Remember Ahmad Shah Massoud and John P. O'Neill, the men who tried. For this article in its entirety, please go to medium.com or download the Medium app. Then search for my name, Anthony Steves. Also, this article will be featured on this podcast's Twitter account, at TrueJourneyPod, so be on the lookout for that. For more in-depth information regarding 9-11, please check out the National Geographic three-part television documentary film, Inside 9-11, which details the events leading up to the attack, the attack itself, and its aftermath. In the literary world, check out the book The Cell, Inside the 9-11 Plot, and Why the FBI and CIA Failed to Stop It, written by John Miller, Michael Stone, and Chris Mitchell. Also in book form, check out The Looming Tower, Al-Qaeda and the Road to 9-11, by Lawrence Wright. And if you have Hulu, you can check out this book's television adaptation, The Looming Tower, starring Jeff Daniels, Tahar Rahim, Peter Sarsgaard, Annie Paris, and Ren Schmidt. All 10 episodes are streaming as we speak. Journeys are what define us. Where will your next journey take you? Until next time, stay on the path. <laughs>